Thank you. It's a joy to be back at the pulpit again here, and uh, we appreciate all of you being here. Let's bow in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior. Thank you that we can talk to you. Thank you that you hear and answer prayer, and we do pray that you would bless in a very special way as your word is open to us today. May the word of scriptures teach us what we need to know today. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. I really appreciated the graphic on the, uh, on the bulletin this morning, how to meet life's challenges. Did you see the picture of the little doggy? And what was right next to him? Ice cream. So I hope I give you the straight scoop. The book of James was written by James, of course. That's Jesus' oldest brother. He was not a believer at the first, but later on he came to know Jesus as his personal Savior. He, James, gives us some mighty wonderful counsel in his book that he has written in the New Testament. And I just wondered if you have any problems today. The, the, the title is How to Meet Life's Challenges. And you can interpret that any way you wish, but what they amount to is, do you have a problem? And uh, it's really, really something. A lot of people don't think they do have problems. I read of a man who put a piece of bacon over each ear and a fried egg on his head and went to the psychiatrist and said, my brother needs help. <laughs> Maybe that's the way you feel today. But I'll tell you, James knew as he spoke to us through the word that we all have situations that we need help on. That's what we're trying to address today. Benjamin Franklin, he couldn't afford to attend school after he turned 10 years old. Imagine that. Ophir Winfrey was abused as a child and ran away from home at age 13. Franklin Roosevelt lost the use of his legs to uh, polio before becoming president. Vincent Van Gogh is believed to have suffered from bipolar disorder. Helen Keller became deaf and blind when she was 18 months old. Ludwig van Beethoven suffered from tinnitus and a gradual loss of hearing. Imagine that. And Walt Disney had attention deficit disorder. So, what are your challenges? What are mine? There are, they come in all kinds of sizes and different colors and all kinds of things, these challenges. Um, it's, it's interesting in, in verse 2, he says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So he uses the word trials, uh, tests. Uh, tests are not just what one gets in school class. Uh, trials are not just what you meet in the courtroom with a lawyer. Tasks are not just what you have on the job. Contests are not just what you have in competition. And whatever the encounter you might have with all sorts of people in all kinds of situations could be one of your problems. Only the Lord and you really know what it is. In fact, a church without a pastor is a challenge, is it not? What is your challenge today, my friend? 
Why am I making this topic? Why am I talking about it? Well, because God is talking about it and tells us about it in this book of James. Because we need to read it and understand. You may be facing some challenges because, because of this today and something in your life. But you may have other challenges that we haven't even talked about here. And some of you may not even want to let your best friend know, your husband or your wife or your children or anyone. Let's begin where God does in verse 2, okay? Verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So, number one, we're talking about the recipients of this message. Did you see what the word is? Brethren. So, particularly today... We're speaking to believers in Jesus Christ. If you aren't a believer in Jesus Christ, I would urge you to receive him as your personal Savior so that you could go through this process as well and get help for yourself in the trials that face you day by day. So, it's addressed to Christians. We have a direct word here, how we are to handle the uncomfortable situations of life. I hope you take it seriously because there is real help for us if we will only listen to God. Turn up your hearing aids. Yes, I got one. And clean your glasses. Yes, I have a pair of those on too. Let's see what kind of help we can get. And uh, I just hope that we really can. Let's, let's look at the second item. After we've learned the recipients are believers... Christians in Jesus Christ, the second thing is our reaction, our reaction to challenges. It says in verse 2, it's not a very long verse, you notice, but it says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. So that is telling me, James is saying, Ralph, when you have a problem, guess what you're supposed to do? Be joyful. Exactly what I don't want to do, nor do you. When trials come, we don't ordinarily smile. When trials come, we don't ordinarily say, thank you, Lord. When trials come, we don't necessarily feel real good about them. But see, James is saying that we handle life's challenges. First of all, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. There really are, there are four things in here. It says, count it all joy. So there's the first thing, be joyful. It says, when you fall into a trial, some people say, I just never have them. Oh, yeah? This says, when. It doesn't say, if you fall into trial. It says, when you do. So you will have, if you haven't had one up until today, you'll have one after the service today. Then, it, then the fourth thing is that, when, that, that when, you, when you fall, it says when you fall, what does that mean? How do you fall into a trial? Well, I'll tell you how you fall into a trial. It's the same way as when you jump into the lake. What does the water do? It surrounds you. That's what it means in this verse. Count it all joy when a trial surrounds you and you don't know really what to do. It surrounds you. That's what the word fall means. This, the next thing is, uh, and it talks about, oh, it talks about various trials. So they're not just one kind, fit for all. Every person has his or, his or her own kinds of problems and challenges that come our way all the time. 
It happens many times per day. That's why, that's why James says various trials. Well, this is where it gets sticky, class. God has to be kidding. Count it all joy? That's what he said. What does he mean? Don't trials make us frown? Don't, don't trials rub us the wrong way? Don't, don't they make me grumpy? Of course they do. Going down the Amazon River one day in Brazil, my wonderful outboard little boat and the outboard motor stopped on me. And if you don't have a paddle in this motorized craft, you will float 2,000 miles down the Amazon River <laughs> and come out at the ocean. The motor stopped. What am I going to do? That's one of the challenges. They happen all the time. Well, I looked down at the motor, tipped up out of the water. The spark plug was hanging on, on, the, on the ignition wire cord, but it was out of the motor head, popped out of the motor head. So here is a motor, an Evinrude motor, and a little 16-foot aluminum boat, excuse me, fiberglass, that is stopped in the middle of the Amazon River with Ralph Polson, the missionary, and I don't know what to do. You can't put another spark plug in because there are no threads. You, you mechanics know what I'm talking about. So anyway... I'll tell you about this story a little later on. And don't let me be like I used to do when I was pastor here. I used to forget to tell the end of the story. And then when people, when people would meet me at the door, they says, well, you never finish your story. Well, I put some notes in my notes, so I won't forget to do that, okay? <laughs> um, let's start reacting God's way. You say, I don't want to. Some of you may be thinking that. Then you will have to live miserably. Because, see, God here is giving us a solution to how to li handle life's challenges. And if you don't want to do it his way, you'll just be miserable. Maybe you are already. That's your, you don't even know this other route. When God asks you to do something, you can be sure he has a solution for our problem. And not doing it is sure going to be a problem for us. Psalm 119, 143, David said, Trouble and anguish have overtaken me, yet your commandments are my delights. I hope that the commandment of God's word today for you will be delightful because it's God's voice to you and me through this passage. Psalm 119, verse 71, It is good for me, said David, that I have been afflicted that I might learn your statutes. See, he was happy. He was happy for affliction. We should too. That's what James tells us. So the bottom line is, next time you have a problem, smile. Not even on candid camera. James says, count it all joy. Circle the little word all. All joy. The third thing, as we look at this lesson from James, is our recourse in challenges. You mean we have a recourse? Well, yeah, first of all, you're supposed to smile count all joy. And then the recourse is that we have, look what it says in verse, verse 3. Verse 3 says, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Oh, really? 
Well, I've had so many problems and I'm very, very impatient. That's, God knows that. That's why if you would do it God's way, he will help you do it the right way and you won't be so impatient, see? So here we go, here we go. Uh, the challenges are a test of our faith. Now, what is faith? Well, simply put, class, faith is trusting God in every situation. So when a trouble comes... Have faith that God will help you through it. Exercise faith. We say we are trusting the Lord, but when the trials come, our reactions prove we are not doing it. Shame on us. Learn to smile. If you really are trusting God, then when the troubles come, you will smile. And, you know, when you fall, you fall, you will know exactly what to do. This goes against all the world believes and teaches about this subject. Listen to what God says. Listen to what he says in Isaiah 55 and verse, and verse six, uh, 8. For my thoughts, God speaking, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says God. Isaiah 50, 55, 9. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, is anyone here this morning would like to have faith to know how to handle these challenges? I got the best solution in the world. Not mine, it's God's. Listen to God's word. Romans 10, 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How much do you read the Bible? If you don't read it, you'll have no faith. The more you read it, the more faith you will have because you learn so much about our Heavenly Father that you'll learn to trust Him so that when the problems come, you'll smile and then you will learn patience. <clears throat> well, there's another. Um, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Romans 10, 17. The fourth thing I notice in this little section from James, just these few verses, is the reason for challenges. We just looked about the recourse. That's faith, faith to trust him during these things. Now it's the reason for challenges. Well, look at here what it says in verse 3. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. We've already talked about that. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. So the reason for the challenge is that we might be patient. I don't know if anyone here has a definition of patience, but I ran across one which is really not what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Patience is like a mosquito sitting on the bed of an anemic person who is waiting for a blood transfusion. That's a pretty good one. Can't, can't you see the picture? Well, I can. We lived in the Amazon jungles, and at 5.45 at night, you could put your hand against the screen inside the house for just seconds and take it away, and there was the outline of your house. So if you left the door open too much, you know what? where those guys were. They were inside waiting on your bed to get you. Well, anyway, he wants us to be patient. Faith produces patience. He wants us to be, that verse says he wants us to be perfect. That is, he wants us to be mature in our walk with Jesus Christ. He wants us to be complete, 
it says in these verses. He wants us to be a satisfied person, nothing, nothing lacking, like he says there in that, in that wonderful verse. So to do this, we must, we must face the challenges God's way. And that brings us to the fifth part. The fifth part says our response to challenges. You know what it is, class? It's called prayer. That's what it is. Verse 5 is one of the most wonderful verses in God's word. I have worn it out, except you can't. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's a marvelous verse. You see, we need this wisdom. I have a definition of wisdom. You may disagree, but this is the, this is the definition I have used all during my 62 or 65 years of ministry. Wisdom simply means doing things God's way. That's why this verse says, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Why? Because, because God, my motor just stopped in the middle of the Amazon, and the spark plug blew out of the head, and I can't get home. Well, I can go, I can go down to the Atlantic Ocean, but I don't want to go that way. Um, what can I do, Lord? Smile, thank him, thank him that it happened as hard as it is. Thank you, Lord. Now, Lord, give me wisdom to solve this problem your way. That's what wisdom is. What am I going to do? I don't know much about mechanics. I learned it all out in the middle of the Amazon River. But I did learn, learn how to do about everything is connected with a motor, at least the kind we use down there. And the Lord gets all the credit for that because he gave wisdom to know how to do it. But see, as my, mo as my boat is traveling at the rate of five miles an hour going towards the Atlantic Ocean, what do I do? Lord, help me. I looked over and in my toolbox, we always carried spark plugs because the gas is so poor in the Amazon, you better have plenty of spark plugs because they're always getting ruined. So I said... Spark plugs. I can't put a spark plug in because there are no threads. Then I looked at the case in which the spark plugs were housed, a little cardboard, thin paper stuff. I said, okay, thank you, Lord. I fashioned a piece of cardboard from the spark plug box, wrapped it around the threads of the spark plug, gingerly introduced it into the motorhead where the threads were supposed to be but now they're gone and with a crescent wrench tightly squeezed the spark plug into the place where it was supposed to be with threads but there were no threads I substituted the threads with with a paper carton is it going to work I'll tell you about it in just a moment. <laughs> yep. It's like going over the Snoqualmie Mountain when we worked for Shepherd's Home, and Margie couldn't go with me that time, and I stopped at the top of the, of the summit up there and said, I better check, better check the RV and the truck 
We had a 30-foot fifth wheel trailer. And I got out into my utter amazement when I got out and looked at our brand new cougar, is that what you call them, trailer. It was completely painted white from this level down and also the truck painted white on the top of Snoqualmie Mountain. Where did it come from? How did it happen? No one will ever know. But it has ruined our fifth wheel trailer and almost, you know, obliterated our truck with white paint. James 1, 5. First of all, two, count it all joy. Then verse 5, Lord, give me wisdom. I don't know what to do. Please help me know what to do. Got back in the truck and drove whatever, how many miles to Ellensburg, filling up the gas tanks. That's where we always filled them up. And as I was filling the gas tank, I just lifted my eyes like that. And for the first time, I had never, ever seen it in all the years we've been to Ellensburg. It, guess, what it, guess what I saw? Way over there, there was a big sign that says, truck wash. Truck wash. I couldn't believe it. So I filled the tanks up, went over to the truck wash, asked the man, I says, here's my dilemma. He says, let's put it through. I'll change, I'll change the calibration on the soap and the chemicals and all this. And then he says, run it through. So I did. Oh, I dropped my note. So and interesting. Um, did it work? I'll tell you about it in just a minute. Because the result, the number, number six in our outline is the result of praying for wisdom. I started the engine in the middle of the Amazon River, not having a clue what was going to happen, except I had asked Lord for wisdom, but I did not understand his wisdom and let me use a piece of paper for threads instead of taking it and having it done professionally. But how could I? Because I was in the middle of the Amazon. I pulled the cord and the engine started and took me all the way home. With paper, it should have caught on fire and come out again, but it didn't. Cause see, nothing special about this missionary. It's special about God. When you ask for wisdom, he'll give you an answer and you do it his way and thank God for the results. Now about the paint on the, on the, on the fifth wheel, I, I, I thought, well, we've ruined that. We went through very carefully in the, in the truck wash after he had changed the calibration on the chemicals, etc. And when I came through, I could not believe what I was looking at. I thought maybe all the paint would be gone that was on the original coat of the truck and everything else. But here the truck, it looked like a brand new truck and trailer. It was all, all clean and all gone. The man came to me and said, Mister, I just want to tell you something. If you had waited 10 or 15 minutes longer, the paint would never have come off of either of the vehicles. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally. He'll give you the answer to your problem if you will trust him for it. It depends on you. It depends on me. Let's go to prayer. Father.
how we thank you, Lord, for your precious word that gives us the answers for life's problems in ways that we do not even expect. Oh, God, I pray that you would be with this precious audience. Help them in the depths of their soul right now to just say, Lord, I really, uh, I really want to I really want to face the next problem this way. And as I pray, dear congregation, if you would like prayer for you, just slip your hand up. We won't name your name, of course. Just slip your hand up and let's pray for you. Slip it up and back, back down again. If you're going through a problem that you need God's help and you don't have the answer for. Lord, we thank you for what people are resolving in their hearts and minds just now. Speak to people. Speak to my heart. Speak to their heart. May we do it God's way by committing our way to you and smiling through the difficulties of life and asking for your wisdom to know how to, how to come out on the glorious side. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.